is the limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon Jr. The villain, Marty Skell. The Mexican Ray Phoenix. King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the busted wide open. 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 Busted wide open podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome everybody to BWO Live. Coming to you from Twitch. I'm back. (laughs) Welcome to episode number 263. My name is Nick Howell. And here to tell you that only a psychopath likes mushy bananas... I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and yes, welcome to the show, and Nick, welcome back. How was your vacation, sir? How did you enjoy your time away from the show? It was, well, I missed you guys, number one, first of all. Second of all, you and JB absolutely knocked it out of the park. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you, JB. She is in the chat hanging out. Thank you very much, JB, uh, JB, for absolutely killing it uh, Mm -hmm. on Saturday and, uh, and filling in for me again. I appreciate it. Uh, and yes, I needed the break. Uh, we're at work. We're getting into the crazy trade show season here in the fall, and we're getting ready to get, to get into crazy pay-per-view season here in wrestling. So oh my a lot of we stuff is about to go We didn't just have a crazy nuts. pay-per-view season. Three weeks in a row, we right. had pay-per-views. <laughs> exactly. That wasn't crazy enough for you, man? No, it's it's going to be worse. We were wrong. Oh God. We were so oh wrong. <laughs> are, you, are you threatening the dangerous one? Because oh. it sounds like you're threatening the dangerous one. No. I don't know. Ever since Keith Lee said that on Monday Night Raw, I've been trying to imitate it, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It didn't work for him. It's not working for me. But we do have to talk about Monday Night Raw tonight, Nick, because it's three hours of in-your-face TV. Wait, what was, was in my in face? face? It was in your face Monday Night Raw. It was I, all I over I didn't have face. anything in my face. No? No. 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 Well, I, instead, of, instead of going down the... <laughs> I was so close to making that inappropriate. I'm not going to... When we're talking about in-your-face, I was so close in-your-face. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go there, Nick. No! I'm going to say welcome back. Thank you for making it back to the show, Nick. And let's do some housekeeping, and then we can go and talk about Monday Night Raw. Well, considering it is September, where you can get massive discounts this month on your Twitch subs, I have to start I, I off get it. I with get it. September. Su- <laughs> sub. Sub. Yeah, da, 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 hey. da. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they're doing it. up to 30% discounts on subs this month, guys. And uh, the full amount does still go to the creators. So if you have fandoms or streamers that you like to follow, BWO is one of them. Sure. Yeah, we yes. love you guys. Thank you very much. If you've been waiting to sub, now's the time. This month, they always do a fun thing in September called September. And kicking us off uh, was Chris Costanza, not only with his second month two-month streak of a sub, but he also upped it to a Tier 2 sub. Achievement unlocked. We got our first Tier 2 sub. Thank you very much, Chris. Much appreciated there. Uh, And also, Kyle resubscribed with a Tier 1 sub for two months. Thank Thank you, you very much, sir. Said, didn't know I had to manually renew it. Yeah, well, it, it does automatically do that. It'll remind you 
uh, when you come back and give you a little button down there in the chat. You guys see that as you do that. But we are getting to the point now where we're at the one-month anniversary. So uh, you're, you guys are going to yeah. start getting those reminders we roll uh, to it. renew them. And you get new badges. You get badges. You get we don't new need stuff. no stinking badges. <laughs> You get new icons, all kinds of good stuff, uh, new emojis, all kinds of good things. So, Did we just do a Treasure of the Sierra Madre reference that no one is going to get? Right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> is that where that's from? Oh, my God. It is. Yes. Oh, my God. I did. did you just, what did you think it was from? Looney Tunes? No. No, no, no. Sheppy to- jumping in. Good Brad Shepard. Not, not, not ringside news, Brad Shepard. Our Brad Shepard jumped in yes. with the two months. Thank you very much, Brad. Oh, uh, yeah, guys, it's, it's renewal time, so we might have a lot of these today <laughs> just to heads up. Give me one of those shows. <laughs> Uh, but yes, guys, come over and join us in Discord. We've got the G1 Climax 30 starting. Oh, it's starting oh this week, and we are going to talk about that and break that down tonight. But patrons, heads up. Thursday, we're going to be doing a full G1 preview and breakdown for your September bonus episode. Mm. More information on that coming soon, but re- be ready for that stream That's going to be Thursday. intense. That's going to be intense. I am already right having heart palpitations, and I've only <laughs> seen the night one card. Like, I've literally not seen the rest of it. I've, I've <laughs> wanted to talk to you about it, but the night one card alone is its own pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, oh, sh- the, the okay, whole we'll thing. get to that. I, I've, looked, um, I've looked at all the nights. I'm, I'm beside myself. But go ahead, please. Yeah. please. So make sure you get into the Discord, because we're going to have some lively, lively chats uh, between that and Clash of Champions, Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. It's going to be uh, a crazy few months dogs of wrestling. together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria, indeed. Uh, so make sure you get into the Discord community for sure. Also, come join us in Facebook. Like our page. Join the discussion group for lots of fun memes and news stories happening over there. No spoilers, though. You want you know who you are. No spoilers. Right? In Facebook. Discord, in, spoil away. Discord, spoil away. Everybody knows what that's for. Uh, follow yep. us on Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast. Uh, YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open is our channel. Make sure you're subscribed over there. And last but certainly not least, patrons, thank you guys so much for your mm. monthly support every single month. Mm. Uh, it is, the, along with your Twitch subs and bits here, it is the best way to support the show uh, and keep the lights on around here. And we thank you guys for it. Uh, they're literally have, keeping my lights on. They are, at this point, they're literally keeping my lights on. Here in LA, where mm. I'm not allowed to work, so it's mm. it's good times. Mm. Oh mm. my goodness! Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh my god! Oh my god! We we have so much to talk about today, guys. We we do. We do also have to mention that after this very show today, for those of you who are in Twitch or for those of you who are listening uh, at home and want to get on Twitch and check us out, we are actually moving our mailbag episode from Saturdays to Tuesdays after this show, after this very show, starting today. Yeah. Meaning that. Our live stream today will take about a 10-minute break after this show is done, and then boom, we're back with Mailbag right after that. Uh, It's moving from Saturdays, and actually Saturdays in a couple of weeks are moving to Fridays, and we'll be doing an immediately post-Smackdown super show on Fridays, not Saturdays. So it's going to be madness, and it's going to be, we're going to be topical. That's about as topical as you get, like, boom, we're doing Smackdown right afterwards. So. Holy moly. At this point, you guys have seen all the changes and the announcements and things. Well, now things are starting to take shape. We're moving Patreon Mailbag today. A couple of weeks, we'll move the the other show. Uh, And then some things, as you guys have seen with the audio podcast, is changing as well. Those will take place October 1st. So it's we got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts happening over the next couple of weeks. This week, we're Saturday. This week, we are Saturday at our normal time. I will be a still frozen image. 
because I will be on audio only. But you need to do like a be, running man, running in place kind of pose. Like <laughs> I'll be live from Sacramento, so <laughs> unfortunately I will not be. I will not be here in the danger cave. But uh, yes, we will be having our show Saturday this week, and then next week is Friday. Is that how we're doing it, Nick? Uh, Did I? What I don't we, have my what? calendar. For oh, sorry. What? Next week is next week is Friday. Instead next of Saturday. Week, this, next week, the twenty fifth will be Friday. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this Saturday, and then Tuesday with the mailbag, and then Friday. Yes. There we go. Boom. Look at that. We're making it happen, Handled. guys. Making it happen. It's happening. It's but what else coming. is happening is uh, a little in-your-face action mm. last night with Monday Night Raw. Retribution. Oh, Retribution. They're finally getting used, I think, a little bit more like a Nexus 2.0 and less like just kind of a joke skit one-off thing, like I don't even know what to call them, but at least now they're feeling like a bit more of an organized unit with a purpose. They're starting to uh, break into segments and say why they're there. That we now know, thanks to a, a moment on the show where they broke in in the middle of a, uh, the Hurt Business celebrating, uh, saying that they are they are disgruntled former PC kids, Performance Center kids, who feel like they've been left behind by the system. They're here to destroy everything, Nick. They want to tear down those who are part of the machine. And those who support the machine, because if you support the machine, then you're part of the machine, and we're going to tear you down, too. It was very heightened. It's like but, emo uh, theater kids in 11th grade that just, I, I don't, I, it's time to read yeah, but It's time to take the mask off. It's time to been, tell us the story. have been taught how to fight, and they're, they're in a big group of them. We saw the five main ones, and then at the end of the, of the little speech, like, a bunch more gathered behind them, which was actually a really nice image. It was really like, oh, Almost crap. like coming together, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's five main ones, and then they've got like a whole posse. Like, that was kind of cool. But what we didn't expect was for them to come in and get involved in the main event. And the main event was something that was built all night long. Drew McIntyre out at the top of the show to say, yep, he sent Randy Orton to the hospital last week. And no, he's not sorry because Randy did the same thing to him two mm. weeks ago. We don't know the extent of Randy's injuries yet, which means he went to a really crappy hospital. When it, A week later, they don't know the extent of his injuries. You never know what That's you're going to get bad. with those local medical facilities. I mean, it, I tell it, you. it varies yeah. from town to town, you know? Randy's going to come back like minus one kidney, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> he's like woke up in a bathtub full of ice. We don't know. We don't know the extent of Randy's injuries yet. But bottom line is, if he's not cleared to compete by Clash of Champions, his title shot might go to somebody else, and that somebody might be Keith Lee. They said, okay, well, tonight that match that we were promoting between Drew and Keith Lee might turn into a number one contendership match. If Keith Lee wins it and Randy Orton can't compete, then Keith Lee gets the spot. It's convoluted, I know. But, hey, when has that ever stopped WWE creative? Exactly. And also there was a little bit thrown in here where Drew was trying to challenge Randy if he was available and not injured, which Drew did when he injured him. If I didn't injure you too much, then at Clash of Champions, we can have an ambulance match. But that was never confirmed if that was going to happen because we ended up having this Keith Lee match, which was built throughout the show by having both Keith and Drew cut promos backstage. Keith cut one saying, hey, this is my shot. I got to take it. And Drew, in the middle of his, got interrupted by Keith, who said, I hope you don't mind, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to take you out. Drew didn't like the fact that Keith kept trying to pat him on the back. And this no, he wanted up, to touch the title. Ah, uh, well... So Drew Drew apparently didn't like that either. No, no touchy. Yeah, <laughs> no touchy, and got uh, got in Keith just socked Keith Lee in the jaw, and then they ended up scuffling backstage until Adam Pierce 
broke them up and said, stop it or I call off all the matches. So they went out and had a match later in the show, which, as we said, was interrupted by retribution. Now, you couldn't really tell who was winning this match. Completely even, <laughs> unlike last week where Randy looked like he had Keith beaten. Um, retribution breaks up this uh, match. And MVP, who was on commentary after getting chased away by Retribution, comes back with all four members, himself included, of the Hurt Business to the top of the ramp. And like stone-cold badasses from a samurai movie, they all start taking off their ties and their vests and their jackets and walk down, all four of them, towards this sea of black-clad a-holes in Retribution and just wade in there swinging. And it's one of the most badass images I've seen come out of WWE in a long time. The match going on was fantastic. Uh, I yes. liked the interruption of it to give you that schmoz finish so we didn't get a clear thing heading into Clash. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it with Keith Lee. Like Every time we have like him or Randy, except for at uh, Payback, there's been a non-finish. And I'm sick of the non-finishes in Keith Lee matches. Just don't book the damn matches if you're not going to have a finish. But at the same time, I understand they're trying to protect him. I get it. But I was rolling my eyes waiting for the, okay, where Randy's going to come out. What's the smudge finish? It was retribution this time. But, but then, however, when, yeah. when the Hurt Business music hit, I, I'm not going to lie. I popped. And I didn't expect yeah. to have a sort of a, a almost babyface kind of reaction to the Hurt Business coming out. But I did. Because they were coming out to sort of rescue. Well, and you know how they play the the. It's, it reminded me of APA. They're they're bad guys, but we always but liked them and we cheered awesome. for them. They're yeah. badasses, and yeah. the piped in crowd noise, the like the little eight bit noise you had, like it sounds like the cheering from from Mike Tyson's Punch Out back on the NES. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, that was cheering, so they were piping in cheers for Hurt Business. And we'll talk about Hurt Business a lot on this show because Hurt Business was all over Monday Night Raw this week. Whether it was MVP on commentary, he took over for Dolph Ziggler about halfway through, or whether with all the, all the angles they had, they had a couple of matches. Uh, they were all over the place, but they were heels the entire time. MVP was a heel commentator. In both matches they worked, they were heels. Cedric Alexander cut a heel promo. But then they come out at, at the end as saving babyfaces. I know, Dog Ziggler. I know. It made no sense. Well, I think what Dog so, Ziggler is trying to weigh in on is something that I had in my mind as well, which was we, are, we constantly tear down WWE for the last couple of years about not knowing how to build babyfaces. Right? I know. Yes. I know exactly, Dog Ziggler. That's, that's exactly what I'm trying to so say. There's a reason he's all fired up about this in particular. He was, he was on the edge of his seat with all this Hurt Business stuff, and now he's... I even say Hurt Business is like a trigger for him. When was the last time you can remember that we had two strong powerhouse baby faces at the same time, such as Drew and, and Keith Lee, well, with and the I presence worry, that I they have? I about that, because Keith was showing some kind of heelish tendencies, and as was pointed out in our Facebook discussion group... So uh, Drew. They actually, Drew sucker uh, punched him. I know, but <laughs> but if you go back and look at WWE, when their internet department put up that clip, they said Keith Lee flies into a rage at Drew McIntyre, making Keith look like the bad guy, right? So I, mm. one, and then there was the rumors that were out there that they were going to try and turn Keith Lee heel. Now those I believe were debunked, but at the same time. You never know. It's all speculation at the end of the day, unless you're unless someone's interviewing Vince McMahon and they're creative. We really don't have an idea at the end of the day. Yeah. But and that's but that was the odd thing was you had Keith Lee being portrayed as a little bit heelish, being a little bit of a dick, and the other side of the things you had the hurt business coming out like heroes. Now, granted, earlier in the show they had told Adam Pierce 
your security guys are jokes. Let's let some men take over this and not these little boys. And Adam Pierce said, thank you for volunteering. And they all <laughs> laughed hilariously, by the way. Love it. Laughed and were like, volunteered. <laughs> it's called we'll the hurt business. <laughs> yeah. We'll send you a bill. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Great stuff. It's, it's the best thing in WWE. The hurt business is the best thing in WWE. Hard stop. Fight me. I, I think even in chat last night in Discord, we were talking about, I, I reminded everybody about, I kind of goofy laughed at MVP returning for Royal Rumble back in January. When the those, when the, were like, oh, MVP. When those photos oh, were like, oh, that's cute. MVP's oh, coming back. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have his his sleep strips on his nose. It's going to be cute. the next night at Ron Raw, right, and he, right. said he, was, he said he was retiring, and we were all like, hey, okay, well, that's sweet. Okay, yeah. a little golf clap for MVP. <laughs> If you I, if you had forward. told me in January, no, no, he's coming back for real. He's doing another run, and actually, he's going to be the best thing in 2020 in WWE. Hard stop. I'd have been. <laughs> to be no. clear, in January we had no idea what 2020 had in store I, for I us. I agree. I agree. I 2020 agree. is a weird year, and I'm saying that nicely. But uh, yeah, it is bizarre. It's bizarre. The hurt business is the best thing going on in WWE, but it is. But yeah. my question is, did they look too cool and badass here? For guys who were supposed to be a-hole heels, or is WWE playing a little bit of the AEW game where there's no faces, there's no heels, these guys are just businessmen, and they're out for number one? You know what I mean? Like, I, I got Evolution 2.0 vibes from them. I, I don't did. want them to get to mercenary territory. That's my that's fear. that's where they are, isn't it? Yeah, kind they're of. They're literally mercenaries. Kind they're of. literally hired guns. They were the four samurai who came out at the end and took out the 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 bandits who were messing up the villagers were they not uh, yeah it was they, literally what they were yeah so like i said i'm not gonna lie i popped when the music hit i, I was i was like oh shit yeah. <laughs> it's about to go down we're gonna get some they're gonna rip their masks off they're gonna beat the hell out of them and honestly when they first showed up on raw the first thing i thought and everyone who listens to the show knows that nick has a predilection for dick heels in suits oh. if you're an a-hole heel and you wear a slick ass suit oh. you're a-okay in nick's book you got four dudes up there in some mm, tailored suits they looked amazing if mvp they looked so ever mm. wears anything else i'll i'll be upset <laughs> That Shielding man, your engine. Kudos to your tailor, dude. Suit. That is that is a beautiful thousand dollar suit. Yes, Shelton. and even Cedric had a suit going on by the well, end. Lashley and Shelton were like in matching suits. Dude, it worked. It was fantastic. I'm all. I am Lashley all here for it. Like business casual, but like it was still like you could tell even like even though he wasn't really wearing a suit per se, it cost a lot of money. It looked fantastic, yeah. but that's my that's my point is. Are they kind of like an evolution where, yeah, we're supposed to boo them, but they're so badass we can't help ourselves? Like, because yeah. if so, cool. If the Hurt Business can evolve to that and WWE gets enough behind them to push them that way, which it seems like they are, good, they should. But I wonder if they're trying to play both sides against the middle because WWE does deal in extremes. And if they start playing with gray area, they always mess it up. That, 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 that's just not their strength. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. So, I do. Uh, I worry. I, I'm, I'm worried as well uh, at the end of the day, uh, but I am enjoying the ride. I'll say that. Uh, I am also way behind. We just finished a level four hype train. And you guys what? in chat are crazy. I need a minute. 
my God. Uh, Costanza with 100 bits says, Nick, got a question. Need your thoughts on Miro Day. Uh, oh, yeah. You missed Miro Day, man. Um, I didn't watch last week. Oh, because I was yeah. at the beach. So I have, you a, didn't, little, you I have didn't a little catching Miro up to coming do. Out of the best man. You didn't watch the best man coming out? I, I, I did not. I have some catching up to do, guys. You. But I, I will, Chris, I will definitely give you that either okay, on here. So on you're the show. giving us the Miro Day rundown when we watch a when we talk about AW on Saturday. I okay? owe you. I owe you. Yeah, for sure. Catch, Thank he's you. He's catching the, up by Saturday. Yeah. He's thanks up for the hundred bits. Uh, we, I got to go faster. <laughs> this okay, go. Go on, go on. Uh, Billy. Thank you very much. Gifted a tier one sub to Andy. Uh, Andy, make sure you thank Billy for your your refreshed Tier 1 sub. Thank you very much, Billy. Uh, Will uh, gave us 100 bits, said Wolverines. All I can think of is the original Red Dawn when Retribution shows up. A bunch of kids who can't <laughs> yet be taken seriously. Wrap it up. I Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good analogy. Mm, yeah, Not mad at that. Uh, I mean, it's better now that they have some big boys in there, not not yeah. the uh, initial like you know ninja midgets they had. When I, mean, I don't want to spoil anything. It's obvious who it is at this point. It's pretty clear. Like I, you can yeah. just see it in their eyes and their faces. The, the mask looks silly. The, it's Dijak, Mercedes Martinez, Mia oh, okay. Yim. Well, I didn't want to. Shane Thorne. What? We, we know now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, with another hundred bits, said bask in his glory. I'll give you yep. one of these. Thank you for the 100 bits, Chris. It's so good, for he is limitless. He is the limitless one. Sheppy gifted good Brad Shepard. Not not ringside news, Brad Shepard. Our Brad Shepard, good Brad Shepard, gifted a tier Mm. one sub to Jesse O'Connor. Nice. Thank you very much, Jesse. Make sure you say thank you to uh, Brad yeah. Shepard there for your gifted sub. Well, with another 100 bits, said Hype Bros. Uh, Billy gifted another five tier one subs. Holy Whoa. smokes, dude. Damn, Billy. Billy's going crazy to Hitaki, Xander, J-Bass, Nats, nice. and Darby's Bubbly. Oh, my God. Be sure to thank nice. Billy for your tier one subs, guys. Thank you very much, Billy, for that one. Uh, Chris also gifted a tier one sub to Ty Ty Flosian. I think is how you say that. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Kyle, get with a hundred bits. Said that WWE has accidentally stumbled into a weird layered storyline with Retribution. Given who's in it, Keith Lee, Drew, and the Hurt business, I have no confidence that they've noticed it. Uh, but there is interesting plate spinning. Too bad the person spinning is a guy having a panic attack from doing the plate spinning for the first time. Also, got to plug our new ambulance toy. Let's have an ambulance match. Yes, thank you very much, Kyle. Um, Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Retribution once they actually do the reveal of who it is. Uh, that's really my only take there, is we can't really do anything until we know who it is, and then maybe we can build story around it like you suggest there. Uh, Costanza with 100 bits. Uh, you guys were going with the hype train. Keeping it going, another 100 Dude, bits. Brad Shepard awesome. with 100 bits says, I want Keith to wreck someone. And then he turned yes. around and gifted three tier one subs. Oh, God. You guys, Raylanka, Xanadu, and all Black Lives Matter. Yes, make sure you thank Brad Shepard for your tier one subs. Thank you, Brad. Mm. Uh, JB gifted a tier one sub to Rack Sony. Thank you very much, nice. JB. Thanks, JB. Chris with another 100 bits said, love the Hurt Business. We agree. Will Love's. James with another 100 bits said, the Hurt Business can be heels in the ring and whatever they want backstage works for me. Oh, Fair enough. Goodness. Fair enough. 
Abe with 100 bits said, Hurt Business looked badass in those bad suits. Loved ass. it. Mm, yes, they did. Absolutely. Amen. Marshall. Marshall with the Twitch Prime for two months. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marshall. Uh, one month anniversary. Where are my flowers and chocolate? Uh, I've got a chicken leg for you instead. Yeah. Mmm, chicken. Mm. Keep chicken. Waiting. The sixth month is where it's at, though, because you get the bucket is of it the chicken. Whole, it was the bucket of chicken. I'm hungry. Oh, man. Now I want fried chicken. Thank you very uh, much, Marshall. Uh, JB resubscribed with Twitch Prime for two months. Got her extra chicken hey. leg. Thank Abe. You. Abe. <laughs> dropping 1,700 Way out the door. On his way out the door, dropping the dimes. Dude, Abe. thank you so much, Monster. Abraham. Gotta bounce. Have a great night. Thank you, sir. And then RBDX3 gifted five <laughs> tier one subs. My goodness. Oh, guys, I can't keep up here. Uh, we got to do a show at some point. This is Nick, uh, M. Laporte, PC, <laughs> Diesel Vic, Smith, Bianca Smith. Thank, be sure you uh, thank RBD for your tier one sub. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and last, certainly not least, Sheppy with 100 bits said JB filled in nicely for Nick this weekend while Nick was refreshing himself on vacation. Thank you, Sheppy. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Uh, okay. Okay. <sighs> for those of you Ooh. listening on audio right now, yeah. the, the, tomorrow when this is actually out, <laughs> you, you see what you're missing out on, man? This, this is a good time. Thank you guys all so much it's for making that hype train amazing, for refreshing oh all the subs, all the gifts. Man, and you just, whoo, you guys make us, mm, make me feel oh, awesome. Thank you. It's, it is amazing. But unfortunately, just as you said, Nick, because of the audio people, we got to get back to the show right. here. <laughs> And talk about the fact that this all ended. Hurt Business and Retribution are fighting outside the ring. And Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee both do over-the-top road Topecon heroes. What? Outside of the ring. The Meteor finally debuts on Monday Night Raw. And uh, we end the show with the two of them picking themselves off the floor and staring at each other to go out. So, okay, so are we heading towards a triple threat? Because it seems like we're heading towards a triple threat. Drew, Keith, and Randy. I really hope we are. Keith looking strong uh, and give Randy the title. And, well, but have Keith Lee taken off in an ambulance. He's not pinned, right? So it's a safe way out. Whoever gets goes away yeah. in the ambulance isn't pinned. So an ambulance match, match could keep, Lee, keep Keith from being pinned. I don't think they want to pin him yet. Protect him a little bit and still have a finish to the match. So yeah. I, think, I think that the ambulance match stipulation, while head-scratching at first upon closer examination, is actually a pretty smart idea for this match if it becomes a triple threat. So I agree. Throwing that out there. Uh, I think the ambulance match, excuse me, local medical facility van uh, is is an interesting thing here. And I'm not sure why we would be breaking out big stipulations like this now. I'd love for Clash of Champions to have some purity to it where champion versus champion kind of stuff. I thought that's what it always was, or at least all all titles are always defended, whatever their tagline is for Clash. So, yeah, I, there's part of me that's kind of eh, turning my nose up a little bit at the amulet thing, but fine, I get it. It's it's It keeps the guys looking safe uh, or, or keeping str- looking strong. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I'm, I'm hoping that's the way that they're going. We will see next week. But the Hurt Business was the topic of conversation because they're all over this damn show. It wasn't just in the ending segment where they come out like a bunch of badasses in clean house. No, no, no. They also, we started off the show with Ricochet looking for some revenge against Cedric Alexander for stabbing him in the back last week. Her business out to gloat. Cedric cuts an awesome heel promo about, sorry, man, I'm in this for the, the bucks, the dinero. I'm sick of getting beaten down week after week. I decided to join the winners. You can only get beaten down for so long before reevaluating your priorities. Mm. So he reevaluated. 
And unfortunately, that's when Ricochet and Apollo Crews came out to be like, come on, man. I thought we were cool. And, and Apollo looked like appropriately pissed. Ricochet built up into it. He got there. He got pissed by the end. And then we had Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander, which immediately made me sit up on the couch and go, <gasps> except it wasn't really what I wanted it to be. It had a couple of cool moves, and then Ricochet got pinned in five minutes. Uh, I, I, excuse me, Sir Ian Dangerous. Mm. That might be the best-looking lumbar check sell I've ever seen in my entire life. Ricochet got launched into another stratosphere. Ricochet is one of the greatest workers on the WWE roster. He's probably one of the best sellers in the game, so that doesn't surprise me any. It surprised me they only gave these two five minutes, and they went out there and just kind of did a couple of... Again, these two working together is automatically going to be gorgeous, and it was. But it was a nothing match, and Ricochet yeah. ate a clean pin, boom, that was it. Do you, now, this could have been some sort of get back or like just put in that because last week, obviously, Ricochet got beaten by Cedric in the middle of the ring in the middle of that eight man tag match where Ivar got injured. Um, but he kicked out in the middle of the pinning attempt and it was a kind of a screwy finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ricochet week, didn't get the memo <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or something. I'm actually trying to remember if that was the same ref last week who screwed up this week. Uh, actually, now that we'll, I think of it, we'll get there. We'll get there. But. Um, I think this was a way to get closure on that. Yes, Cedric beat Ricochet. I'm hoping this turns into a feud, but this really felt final. Yeah, I this think felt, you needed felt to. I, I certainly have hopes that we're going to get more. I, I feel like with the strong promo, we finally got... Who knew Cedric could cut that kind of promo? Uh, I know. From, from my, the vanilla, my, my inner Charlotte boy was going, yes, face. more, please. Yeah, he was a boring baby face two weeks ago. Um, you know, even even with the, in his interactions with the Hurt Business, he was always kind of like, "Well, I don't really want to join you guys." Cause, you know. And now he's like, "Yeah, I did it. I did it for the money. Yeah, and I'm cool now." I got tired of getting my ass beat. Yeah, <laughs> it's way more interesting, which makes Apollo and Ricochet look less interesting by comparison. The Hurt Business are so fascinating and exciting, and Ricochet and Set and Apollo are not. Yeah. And that's and that's worrisome because. Again, you mentioned earlier, problems with making baby faces. You have a really great heel stable. They're dominating the show. You have them coming out at the end like a bunch of baby faces. In the middle of your show, you have these two great baby faces in Apollo and Ricochet. They could be great baby faces, but they're boring by comparison, and they're getting beaten easily. Yeah. Not only that, later on in the show, Bobby Lashley had a five-minute match with Eric from the Viking Raiders to, to zip up the other side of this feud. Oh, did Ivar get injured and Eric solo? Cool. Bobby Lashley's going to kill him. Tap him out in the middle of the ring with the with the Lashley lock, whatever they're calling now, the Hurt Lock. And I don't, I don't and know. They keep that. changing it. Hurt Lock. I think that's the one they settled <laughs> on, and it's good. So I hope they keep it there. Yeah. But again, you just said the baby faces get squ like virtually squashed by Hurt Business. Where do you go from here? Where? <sighs> I mean, the Viking Raiders are screwed. Ivar got his surgery. Uh, I think yesterday he's out for a year with neck surgery. And you know they don't let baby fa like the the they don't let the tag teams go solo really. I don't no. see Eric having a solo career. Vince has had him getting beaten clean for weeks now, and like whether it's in Raw Underground or or here, he'll be on main he's event. Get, in he's two getting weeks. taken out. <laughs> he's lucky if he'll be on main event. He'll be in War catering. Machine. Yeah, well, long long live War Machine. The, the machine is broken. I'm afraid. Yeah. So, I, but again, what what where where are the baby faces? They're going to face off with Hurt Business now. They're killing them. They're giving us nothing to work with with the baby faces here. Right? Am I wrong? I mean, what 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 are what are they going to do with Apollo, Ricochet, Eric, 
Whoever else is out there, uh, Mustafa Ali is propping up main event now on the regular. He's having a match with Humberto Carrillo this week. What is there for the Hurt Business now? You, you've, you've taken out all the baby faces. Uh, I, I thought Hurt Business was coming out and we were going to get the reveal to close out the show of Retribution. At least some of them. Like they were going to unmask them, right? It was going to be... But it, we kind of went out of Raw kind of like a, a just a... Just a deflating balloon. We didn't have any, oh my God, Hurt Business is beating the shit out of Retribution. We're out of time. We got to go. You know, yeah. No, no drama, no excitement. Oh, that's it. There wasn't even, that's it for our show. We'll see you next yeah. week. The only excitement was me trying to keep myself from having an epileptic seizure from all the camera moves and oh, cuts. Oh, God. But, you know, aside from that. Um, but it, it, was, it was a very exciting finish. It was great. Like I said, I, was, I thought it was a badass moment. But looking at the rest of the show and the story they're doing with Hurt Business, what you're making the baby faces look like jokes. And at least Apollo came across when he was having a feud with MVP and with Lashley. He looked wily. He looked skillful. He looked like he looked like you could beat you on any given Sunday. Ricochet's a joke. Eric's a joke. Well, that leaves Apollo alone. You know, Ali was there for a cup of coffee. So I, I really I'm wondering what they're doing with the baby faces versus the hurt business here. It's yeah. Yeah. no bueno. No bueno. Uh, but that's that was it for the Hurt Business. They popped up other places, so I don't want to make it seem like... I was, I was just saying they're all over the show. They were all over the show, but we got to move on to other aspects of the show, like the fact that we had a cage match. Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio still have not had enough matches together, so we had to have a cage match this week. Uh, the best part about this, though, Nick, was the fact that Seth Rollins has turned into an absolute freaking psychopath. On Murphy. Last uh, backstage, he was telling Murphy, You know what your job is during this match, right? And Murphy goes, Yeah. Seth goes, That's right. It's staying the hell back here. Grabs him by the beard, shoves him into a locker, and slaps him a few times while while chewing him out like <laughs> two inches from his face. And it was terrifying. Yeah. It was terrifying. That, he, I mean, he had him by the beard. Yeah. Legit. Him, I, look, at some point, Murphy's going to snap. Like, yep. you, you can only, you, you can beat a dog. Long at some point that dog's gonna bite you. <laughs> well, I, and I, this is the story here that I that I think that they're going to forward, and this is the interesting aspect of this. The cage match, when I heard about it, I'm like, oh god, another Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio match. And then of course, like with all their matches, they start doing it, and I go, Dan, this is really good. It was a really good match. It was really exciting. You had Murphy run out and throw a kendo stick to Seth, and then Ray come out and throw a kendo stick to Dominic, and they're beating each other up all over the cage. Very few trying to escape the cage spots, which I, I always appreciate in cage matches, as you know. Uh, this all took place pretty much inside the cage. I love that. Murphy, of course, at one point, um, trying to help Seth get out of the ring. Ray is trying to help Dominic escape through the door. Murphy th tosses Ray out of the way, but he doesn't realize Seth has tossed Dominic out of the way, and so he slams the door on Seth's head. Oops. But Seth does rally to hit two stomps on Dominic for the win. And when he comes out of the cage afterwards, uh, he goes right up in Murphy's face, pretends like he forgives him, smooches him on the forehead, and then begins to beat him pillar to post outside the ring, throwing him into the barricade, into the cage, beating him up and leaving, telling him he's, an, he's a fool and an idiot, an idiot. And as the Mysterio family climbs into the ring to, to care for Dominic, this is the interesting part, Ray's daughter leans over and puts a hand on Murphy's broken shoulder or his broken body on his shoulder as she goes into the ring. Now, WWE actually has tweeted out, or, or I guess on Instagram, put out a picture of that happening. So, Nick, if, if that isn't a clue 
where we're going with this, I don't know what is. Mm, and potential is love it, interest between Murphy and Aaliyah? Man, Ray's trying to get his whole damn family on this show. You know what? He's knocking it out of the park, too. Well, the only thing is missing too, is a chunk. Is we, need, we, need, we, need a, we need a chunkless match between Becky Lynch and, and Angie now. That's the only thing missing. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, this this it, coming soon in October. Hell in a Cell: Becky Lynch versus Angie Mysterio in a Chanks match. Come on, I'd pay to see that. All the, all they uh, have, they can have any weapon. Clogs like for the Irish, just, the Irish just line chunklas, dancing. right? Just, just all clogs. they can do is beat each other with. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> you remember Becky's first gimmick, right? Where she was little dancing Irish girl. Ha, ta, ta, ta. Yeah. I'm Becky Lynch. Of course, because I'm from Ireland, I have to come out dancing like I'm a leprechaun. Ha, da, diddly, 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 diddly. Embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it looks like they might be getting some sort of love angle or redemption angle with Murphy going on here. Which okay, I'm interested in that. I'm sick to death of Ray and Seth and Dominic. Sick to death of it. If we went to just Murphy and Seth and then like Ray's daughter is there as like a manager or she's rooting him on, great. Get get Ray and Dominic on something else. Have them go to the Hurt Business. I don't care. MVP was on commentary during this, right? Have something happen there. Uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Uh, my moment of positivity, actually, last Tuesday before I went on vacation was Dominic Mysterio doing as well as he is. He has had, I mean, every he he hasn't won anything, but he's looked amazing in every single one of them. And yes, a lot of that credit goes to both Ray and Seth uh, setting all of this stuff up and orchestrating this stuff brilliantly. But I I am so over the moon happy that that Dominic has actually pulled this off. And it looks looks the part, has the size and the height, and I think he's gonna he's gonna do big things in WWE. It's a little more meat. The guy could be putting up some more weights. I'm just saying, but uh, not that I'm on the talk right now. But you know, you know what I mean. Like he, he got a little bit of grown. But Vince obviously likes him. We've seen the backstage stuff of Vince hugging him and saying, you know, it's really hard to get that kind of reaction. I don't know what reaction they're talking about because there's no crowd. But it's really hard to get that kind of reaction, even after being in the business for a long time. It's true. Dominic is is an incredible performer. Um, I feel bad for ever having doubted him, but you know, obviously, uh, there was a reason. You know, we, we assumed nepotism. We didn't realize the boy definitely has his dad's genes, his dad's genes. Um, but again, I'm I'm curious about this Seth Rollins and, and Murphy thing, right? That, They're really Nick, pushing that side of the story. Nick booking just just you up. <laughs> yes, Nick, always. Always, I'm 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 beeped up for life on it. Anyway, yeah. all right. So I'm I'm curious if Murphy now turns to join the Mysterios and then Seth's all alone. There's places they can go with this. I just, am I crazy? Is anyone else sick of 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 Ray and Seth, or am I alone on this? I'm sick of it, but I'm having a good time. I'm kind of okay. sick of it, but I'm still having a good time watching a young prodigy perform well. Fair enough. So, so I'm I'm in this weird gray area where it's like, okay, yes, move on, but I'm still having a good time watching this guy work with Seth Rollins. The That's way what that I was he like what I was saying is like when I'm watching the match, I'm like, man, this is really good. I just on paper, I go, oh god, again, yeah. you know. But then you watch it; it's amazing, right? But I, I don't know. When I saw that, when I saw this promoted, I just went, 
this doesn't sound like a good idea. That's also what I said when I heard that they were going to have the Street Profits face off with Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, uh, champion versus champions, on Monday Night Raw. Can I, I jump in on you real idea. quick? Uh, I uh, want to catch yes. up before we move on to oh, the next no, thing because we got some catch bits up, to call catch out. Up. Uh, Chris put in 100 bits and uh, this Seth is the best heel work of his career. You talking about Seth? Yeah. Seth's be- yes. Agreed. 100%. It's I terrifying. I don't know. I still kind of like Money in the Bank, Seth. Oh, God. Break up the shield, Seth. He was terrible. Uh. Immediately after Break up the shield, Seth was good, but he was just such a whiny, sniveling, cowardly heel. And he was just... He'd come out and cut half an hour promos at the top of Raw, just every uh. That's because Triple H was making him do it and the whole authority bullshit. I don't uh, care. It's still part of his heel ca- that, character. That, this fine. is a way better one. I, I absolutely love Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, Kyle with 100 bits says, Raw is telenovela. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, it is. <laughs> Instead of Raw is war, Raw is telenovela. I got it. Yep. Uh, Andy with 100 bits. Thank you very much, sir. So, oop, where'd he go? Uh, Dom needs to go down to NXT for a bit or he needs to get fed some jobbers for a while because he needs some W's. Under his belt, I don't, I don't know about Dougie, but like, I think he's doing okay. He's doing all right. I, I, I could see him doing some time in the PC, uh, just to get certain very minor aspects that I think he's got to work on. But I, if they wanted to keep pushing him on the main roster, I, th- I think it's too much too soon too. I agree, um, and there needs to be more build for him because right now he, he they can't sustain this level. Yeah, you can't sustain this level with Dominic. No, it's just not. It's not possible. So, yeah, maybe after this is all said and done, drop him down to the PC for six months, have him do some work down there and bring him back. You know, Dominic Mysterio versus Santos Escobar for the Cruiserweight Championship. What? That'd be awesome. Mm. Okay, we're good. Get him on a, get him on a bench press machine while you're out. <laughs> yeah, right. Get him on the Rock's 10,000 calorie a day diet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You'd kill him. It'd kill, don't kill the boy. God. Are we caught up? Uh, we're caught up. We're good. Excellent. All right. Then Thank we have to everyone. talk about this, and I and I, I I dread saying this. Street Profits beat Nakamura and Cesaro clean as a whistle on Monday Night Raw after making them lose a match to Lucha House Party on last week's SmackDown, which I thought was garbage as well. Um, this is the problem with this kind of program. Is no matter what you do, you're going to have one of your champions get beat. And I know that Vince could give two rats' asses about the tag team division, but damn it, if you if you continue to undermine something, it's going to continue to disappoint you when you expect it to do better. Why, and if Vince says, "Well, if, right," if Vince is back there going, oh, "Well, the tag team division needs to prove something to me. They need to prove that they're exciting and bring people's eyes to the product." But then you keep undermining the division. Of course, it's not going to help. So here you have this, and and, and don't get me wrong. This was actually a very fun match. It, it was, was well worked and it was exciting. But um, but looking at the bigger picture, unless they have a rematch of this on SmackDown and Cesaro Nakamura definitively beat Street Profits, then this makes Cesaro Nakamura look like lesser champions and it makes them look like jokes. And unless your ultimate goal is to unify the titles under the Street Profits, then there's absolutely no purpose to this other than to make your tag team uh, your SmackDown tag team champions look like fools. In the moment when um, when they were coming out and they were making their entrances, the my inner Nick booking tinfoil hat went up, went off, oh, and just God. said, "Oh God, they're both going to get in the ring." And then before the even match even gets started, they're going to get interrupted. Breezango is going to come out with the NXT tag team championships. We're going to have a triple threat 
for all three <laughs> at Clash of Champions to unify the titles with the winner. Nick's, Nick booking never fails. Throw um, the Nick booking in the chat. Let's go. I, I want to see... By chat, you mean the, the, the toilet. But yes, yes, I, I, yes. Think that, I think that the idea here, if it is to unify the titles, this is a good start to do so. Sure. I just if hope that's is, what they're really doing and not just punking Shin and, and Cesaro. Again. Right. That's, that's what I hope. That's what I hope. Like... How many times do they have to be beaten by just not keeping the eye on the ball? Cesaro was running wild in the ring this entire time, and because Nakamura wasn't able to keep Dawkins down outside the ring, he's able to come and hit a blind tag on Montez Ford when Cesaro's trying to superplex him into the ring, and he all of a sudden does a splash on Cesaro that Cesaro somehow doesn't see coming, and because of a one-off splash after taking no other damage, Cesaro gets pinned. Not only was it a joke that they got beaten, how they got beaten was also kind of like a classic Cesaro joke finish where for no reason this guy gets beat. And it's it's you can go back and look at his uh, run after being in the under the giant battle after being dropped actually by Paul Heyman. He went on a run of being in matches where he would look so much better than his opponent the entire match and then get beaten by one move. And it's here we are again. And, and you said it was a it was a clean win. Uh, like there was a couple of little botchy things in this match. We had the blind tag finish with Ford getting the the frog splash. Uh, there was a moment where Shin went in. Uh, uh, he attacked in Cesaro. Shin went for a tag. He wasn't the legal man. Or sorry, he went was for a, a little pin. Bit of and he mess. Went, it was it, a little messy. Like but, I, I expect more out of these guys at this point. Like uh, yeah. that kind of stuff shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I just I, I it it left me very unhappy, and it was also the, the first real match of the show. So it's it, it left a bad taste starting early. Lucky this lucky the show did come back. Right. But it also had some very uh, questionable. Let's very questionable. Okay, so we finally uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get into this. <laughs> we so I want to talk about both the breakup uh, or a seeming breakup of Zelina Andrade and Angel Garza and the women's title match between Oscar and Mickey James. Okay. So I'm going to start with Asuka and Mickey James, which I was really excited about, Nick. I don't know about you. Yes, I was. Um, Until I saw her gear, whatever, whatever the had, hell she was wearing. They've had all kinds of chemistry. It looked fine. They've had all kinds of chemistry. Somebody in, their, in the chat last night called it Great Value Sailor Moon, and I, I thought that was hilarious. I was going to say, well, yeah, maybe maybe it's the you know Dragon Ball Z outfit that mom has at home. But right. either way, it was fine. The bottom line was, was that this match, I, I, I thought had moments of really amazing intensity and some really great chemistry and other moments where I wasn't really sure what was going on or if they knew what was going on. It seemed like they lost the plot a couple of times. But then the real bag was at the end of this, the ref lost the plot because Mickey was reversing an Oscar lock and the ref all of a sudden calls for the bell. Mickey looks up at him like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And he announces that Mickey James loses because she's unable to continue, quote unquote. And immediately afterwards, we had all kinds of speculations. Um, Mick Foley, uh, uh, Mickey James was actually injured. Uh, Mick Foley heard that uh, you know she had her shoulder pop out, and the ref called it because the shoulder popped out. Um, now we're hearing from Wrestling Observer Alvarez is saying that uh, the ref screwed up. He thought that Mickey was actually out in the Oscar lock or had tapped, um, and so he miscalled it. That seems to be the the final word: is that the ref screwed up and called for it too soon, and they just went with it. No matter what, it was a terrible finish. They should let them do this match again next week, but it doesn't seem like they're going to because, as I mentioned, we saw backstage Andrade and Angel still scrapping with each other, and Zelina finally says, I've had it. I'm done with both of you. She came out after this match and challenged Asuka. 
So not Lana, not Natalia, not Mickey James, but it looks like Zelina Vega is going to be facing Asuka at Clash of Champions if everything seems to be going as it's, as, as it's you know, it's two weeks. Why would you have Zelina come out and challenge her if that's not going to happen? Wearing candle Nick, wax, it appeared. Bless her. <laughs> yeah, Bless her. Right, exactly. Which, you know. uh, there's one thing you skipped over that has me gravely concerned. Please. Uh, we cut to the back before we had this breakup stuff going on. And Angel Garza is talking to Lana. Yes, he was. He was trying Lana, to seduce Lana. Lana is career cancer. Run! <laughs> no, not Garza Dung. Just put him yeah, back with Demi. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Garza Dung can finally save Lana's career. Oh, no, please don't put... Please don't put Angel Garza in a love interest angle with Lana. There is only please. one true rocket to be strapped to in the WWE. Oh, it, it no. Depends. It uh, is in the pants of Angel Garza. Esme. Strap yourself to this rocket. Esme, 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 Esme. Uh-oh. Dropped into chat. Said, hello, sexy people. JB was oh. on last week. Nick's wearing a sleeveless shirt. The world's on fire. <laughs> but we'll always have wrestling. And complimented uh, that with 5,000 bits. Oh, my God. What? Esme. Thank you. I love you. Oh, my God. Oh, Thank yeah, you thanks. so much. Oh, my goodness. She also <sighs> says, stay away, Lana. And and I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, are you no. saying? Wait, wait. Esme, are you saying stay away, Lana, because you want a shot at the champion, at, at Angel Garza? Or are you saying stay away because you're trying to protect Lana? I'm trying to. I mean, it's out. open season now. Ivar's out for a year. <laughs> so we're. That's oh, true. Garza, Garza's That's got true, a man. home court for a while. <laughs> That's true. Ivar's not throwing his turkey leg at anyone anymore. Oh, hello. The, Kyle, yeah. uh, Kyle also threw 100 bits in and said, no, Garza Dong, stay away from Lana. That's the worst STI you can get. Slow That's career right. death by proxy. Absolutely. Finn has gone to NXT. It took MVP coming out of retirement and creating a whole new faction to save Bobby Lashley. Angel Garza is the last <laughs> monument standing in <laughs> WWE. That's right. You can all get the piece. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, we're caught up. At, I at, need I need Angel Garza to hit on Stephanie McMahon the next time she's on the show. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, that would be money. Can you imagine? Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've always had a thing for how you say the miles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they broke up. Garza and Andrade seem to be heading in opposite directions, right. which I fear for Andrade because Zelina Vega was literally the thing that made his whole gimmick work because the dude can't speak English very well. Right. Um, and Vince seems to be high on Angel Garza. But yeah, Zelina versus Asuka. Um, if anyone is looking at that and saying, oh yeah, Zelina seems like a legitimate contender for Asuka, <laughs> I, I can only assume that's why they brought Mandy to Raw, uh, is to have her face Asuka. It's the only thing I can think, because right now they have they have made the rest of the, of the Raw women's division look like a joke. Now, now that they've paired Shayna and Nia together, yes. Uh, those were the yeah, only right. two contenders right. that I had the like in my roster. Left. I was really excited to see versus Oscar Shayna Baszler. You made her the tag champ on well on seemingly a whim. Like what the heck? Like you could you had your last two two plus year reigning NXT Women's Champions teed up. It was handed to you on a silver platter with Shayna Baszler even calling her shot. You had six on the pre-show. You had six months of women's programming, and just went the other direction with it. Broke up the iconics. 
got the Riot Squad back to be together only so that they could be together long enough to get fed to Shayna and Nia, which is what seems to be happening. Let, let's jump ahead and talk about that. Sure. Because Lana and Natalia did have a tag team match against the Riot Squad on the show, which was over in five minutes. Right. It's a three-hour show, and you've got three five-minute matches? Just saying. Sorry. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah. So Lana and Natalia just get destroyed by the Riot Squad. Lana eats a, eats a, eats a pin pretty quickly. And then Shane and Nia decide to get into the ring and make an example of her because they were on commentary and being their fun, fun-loving fun selves. Shayna uh, throws Lana out of the ring. Nia picks her up, and Samoan drops her through the announce table. Lana dead. Lana dead. Um, I think so I even typed in chat, Lana dead in three, two, one, because Nia had her. Boom. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, we've got the Riot Squad now heading towards Shayna and Nia because there are no other women's tag teams. They're all broken up. Alexa Bliss and Nikki, done. Iconics, done. Shayna and, uh, sorry, Sasha and Bailey, done. There's no one else. That's it. Mandy and Sonya, done. There's nothing. It's just these two left. That's, and that's just. They teased uh, the Rhea Tegan thing there for five minutes, and then that's, right. that's done. You know, but we decided to to cancel all the other tag teams and make one out of Shayna and Nia instead of having this program that you could have had with Shayna and and Asuka. And now Asuka doesn't have any legitimate contenders, so you have to shuffle the deck, take Mandy away from a successful program with Otis, take Zelina away from a program that you couldn't get off the ground because you didn't trust Paul Heyman in Andrade and and, and Angel Garza. We could have had Los Ingobernables at WWE, but no. Hashtag my wrestling. We don't need none of that New Japan shit here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, which is, you know, Nick, that's that's old school WWE right now. If they got over somewhere else, we can't do it here. Right. got to put something. our twist on it. So it can't be Bullet Club. It's got to be Undisputed Era. I'm, I'm really hoping that they look at the finish of Mickey and Asuka and say, let's give Mickey another chance. But I have a feeling it'll end very similarly with Mickey just losing and being a transitional uh, person for Asuka. I don't think they're going to use Mickey. I, I still, I will, I, as we always say on the show, rampant speculation. We know it's rampant speculation. I still feel uh, Bruce Pritchard has some sort of weird, has it out for Mickey James somehow because it was beef with Nick Aldis. Yeah. So. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, 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 drama. I don't know. Bring yeah. Naomi over. She ain't doing anything. Right? <laughs> I mean, if they do end up having the draft, which we suspect that they will by the end of the month or beginning of next month, their, their women's division needs a good shakeup. And they're it needs stacked a- with women's, divi- women's uh, competitors down in NXT. Absolutely. Well, Overflowing with, with And they talent. have a ton that could be used a lot better over on SmackDown. Yeah. They're doing fatal four ways over there with all all the women that could be you know built up to be contenders. We're doing the we're doing the thing from three years ago where it was get all the women on TV and throw them all into a one a four way eight woman tag match. Yeah, we're doing that kind of stuff because we've got too much talent down there. It, I it, hope some of it transcends in the draft up to the main roster. I hope so too, and 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 I know that this won't happen. But if you look at WWE and look at their tag division, and then. <laughs> you realize they've got the how how low on the priority list the tag division is, and then throw in the fact that it's a women's tag team division. Right. You can understand why they're paying so little attention to it. Right. Costanza so. threw in a hundred bits and said, "What the hell are they doing with the women's division?" And you bastards, you killed Lana. They yeah. <laughs> you bastards. 
don't know. That was pretty funny. But I she'll laugh. be back just like Kenny every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times they've killed Lana's career yep. at this point. She yeah, they killed Lana. Coming. This is this is for the brass rings line on last week's AEW. Boom! Right. <laughs> yep. Raw Underground also was still on the show. It's still there. <sighs> Raw Underground is still there. This week featuring Braun Strowman. Big angry monster showed up at the door and Shane let him in. Braun was there to kill people. Not, you know. Storyline. Right? Big boy. <laughs> Looking like a child. Looking like a child next to big man, um, but uh, whose name I can never I can never pronounce. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, Jordan uh, Mogbahin, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone Mag- in the chat, Jordan Macabe Mag- or something oh, oh, like. That. I thought it was. Oh, it's Jordan Mogbahin. A Mogbahin, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. But the big the big bouncer guy. Yeah. Former formerly the big ninja. Uh. Towers over Braun Strowman. Makes Braun Strowman look like a child. But it doesn't matter. Braun Strowman got let in, regardless of having any kind of storyline going over on SmackDown. He was here on Raw to beat people up. Why? He was just mad and wanted to give some people those hands. Very giving guy. And he gave him all over the place. Gave him to Riddick Moss and Dolph Ziggler twice. They bounced off him like rubber bullets. A couple other randos got murdered as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but... Uh, 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 uh. That didn't work out so well. It uh, had that it had, had so much potential, and they just punked Titus like they always do. Titus O'Neil walking up to the door, also looking like a child next to Jordan. He walks in, gets choked out by Braun Strowman in three seconds, drops to the ground, and he's done. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> ura, ura, ura has just become like the sound you make when you die in Street Fighter. You know. <laughs> Or it's all you hear when you're eating chowder in Fisherman's Wharf, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, Braun Strowman standing tall until at the very end, Baba Tunde, excuse me, Dabakato, gets up off the side and gets in Braun's face. Also a dude bigger than Braun. Good Lord, Dabakato's a big boy. But Shane breaks it up and says, no, 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 no. This is next week. Stay tuned for next week on Raw Underground. I don't think they even said that. They just cut back to the main event. No, he, he said this. He said this is this is this is next week. Or they cut it to commercial or something like. Okay, he he did say it. He did say it. I was looking for it. I like, remember Dabakato walking out. You and better like give circling. me a damn reason to stop these two from fighting on a show that's about just anybody fighting at any time. You better give me. I, a I damn don't want to hear Shane going. Hey, that's enough. Yeah, they had they had Michael Cole. They had Michael Cole announcing it a little bit this week. So they're still tweaking it. They're still trying to make it work. Yeah, it did seem um, like they cut Shane's mic down quite a bit, which I loved. Which I, th- I think Vince finally reined him in. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's an- that's enough of that. Um, do you feel like this is still working? Is it a way to get some characters some more edge? Are we starting to see some like defined raw underground no. characters? Um, or is it like, is is this experiment working, Nick? No. Why am I supposed to care? There's no stakes. There's no uh, bring back like some kind of hardcore underground title. Do, let APA do a cameo where they're sitting off to the side playing cards and smoking cigars. I mean, dank the place <laughs> up a little bit, you know? Dang. Have uh, have, have the, the in the old like Muay Thai stick fighting things from Rambo. Like, you've got the old like the old Asian man with his cigar doing like betting on the side and stuff like like I want to like turn it up I to need, eleven. What do we always say? Like make it feel real. Right now, I, need the I don't Rock give a brothers shit. Brothers doing a Taipei death match with right. glass glued to their hands. Yes. Okay, like that's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> um, 
but that's the problem is that this just it felt like much ado about nothing. It was Braun Strowman wrecking people, making you had. I mean, you were starting to get Riddick Moss to look like a legit guy. Braun Strowman killed him. You were starting to like show us how good Dolph Ziggler really is. Braun Strowman killed him. <laughs> Titus O'Neil punked out. Who is this getting over? Nobody. The people that you were getting over, you just punked them out this week to Braun Strowman, who's already over and has a program on SmackDown. He didn't need this. What are you going to do to Dabakato? Have him get punked out with Braun Strowman too? Or are you going to put him over da- Braun Strowman? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense what they're doing here. I don't understand what their end game is with Raw Underground. If it's trying to get more grit, more edge to some of their, uh, some of their competitors. Because if so, you might have been able to do it, but, th- but then you're bringing in guys like Braun Strowman and working over the people that you've already been working on getting that four by having raw underground. So they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. Braun it's should madness. still be over there with Bray finishing that storyline with Alexa. Like I, why is he in raw underground? Mm, yeah. I, I don't understand. Of uh, all of the dozens and dozens. It just feels like Shane trying to get himself over with this, whatever, like he normally does. Like, that's just what this feels like. This feels like it's all about Shane. It doesn't feel like they're doing anything else except trying to promote Shane it was, and his no, idea. This felt like it was an idea, and they went, that's a great idea, let's do it. And then no one sat down and said, okay, how do we do it, and why are we doing it? Right. It was just, we're ha- we have an idea, okay, screw it, let's why, go. Why yeah, should the audience right. care? Right. Well, because, because Nick, didn't you know... Uh, there's no company in sports or entertainment that cares about its fans more than WWE. Oh. That was a line on this show. I spit out my soda when they said that. (laughs) There is no company in sports or entertainment that cares about its fans more than WWE. It also reminded me of another another quote, George Orwell. uh, The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final most essential command. I'll just leave that there. Mm. Uh, also, on Raw Underground last week, we had Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. They both got punked out, by the yep. way, at the end of the whole show by Davikato. But they also had a match this week in what I call the look how they massacred my boy sweepstakes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Kevin Owens started this match by saying uh, backstage that, yes, Al- I have no idea why Aleister Black is out to get me. Maybe it's because he went crazy back in his little room back there. Uh, maybe it's because, uh, you know, he's he got some sort of weird thing going on where... You know, he, he didn't like what I said to him on the KO show. I don't know, but he's kind of a loser, isn't he? He's, he's kind of a weird dude. Anyway, I'm going to go out and have this match. Basically burying Aleister Black in this promo. Everything that they tried to do with Aleister Black, which wasn't good, and KO just pointed it out, which made him look like even, like, Aleister looked like even more of a loser. Then yeah. we had this match where Aleister worked over Kevin's leg the entire match and uh, ultimately got distracted by flickering retribution lights, which, made, which let Kevin Owens hit a stunner. <laughs> <laughs> and put him to the lights. I found a light switch, guys. I found a light switch. Look, it's got a dimmer. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Aleister Black. One, two, three. Out of nowhere, Aleister Black loses the match. Kevin Owens in an aftermatch uh, interview is eating a banana in a chair, no selling his leg as he gets up and walks away, uh, and saying that uh, you know Aleister Black is a scaredy cat. He got distracted by these lights. What? Nick, please help help me understand what they're doing here. Kevin Owens is in a holding pattern, it seems like to me. That's that's my guess. It's exactly where what it was is, last summer. What is the what is the end game here with Alistair Black? Remember when he came please back and he was doing the, the big, I'm a good dad sort of babyface thing, taking his kids to the movies and shit? Except that now he's on like the low to mid card doing it. 
with Alistair Black, who has no reason to be mad at him other than like he snapped because of his eye, which makes me worry that WWE doesn't even have any idea why Alistair Black has turned on Kevin Owens, and they're just running this program and hoping they'll figure it out as they go. Yeah, That's what this feels like to me. Yeah. Because you, you know as well as I do, Nick, WWE often has very little time to think creatively about anything other than the top title pictures. Anything on the lower, like that's all Vince thinks about. He comes in and says, what do you have for Stone Cold? What do you have for The Rock? What do you have for Drew McIntyre? What do you have for Randy Orton? What do you have for Asuka? He doesn't come in and say, what do you have for Kevin Owens and Aleister Black? Because that's like, we'll figure that out afterwards. Yep. The, the main stuff is the most important stuff, right? This is, this is not their main focus. So, oh, why is Aleister mad at Kevin? We'll figure it out later. What's in the cage? We'll figure it out later, right? Who's the hacker? We'll figure it out later. That's all recent stuff. This has been going on for decades. Yep. So it, I, I worry that this feud, on top of being completely random and making Aleister Black look terrible and making Kevin Owens look like he's slumming, uh, ultimately has no purpose, and there's no thought behind it. No. And I think we called this with uh, both Ricochet and Aleister after they won the Dusty Classic, and they came up, and uh, yeah. we had the Patreon episode where bonus episode, for those that haven't heard it yet, where we did where How Far Can They Rise, I think it was. How like high two, can they rise? Two yeah. years ago, I think we did that one. Yeah. If Vince gets Aleister Black, he'll go all the way. If he doesn't get him, he's screwed. Yeah. He, and he doesn't get him. It's, yeah. We're hearing reports from backstage that he thinks he's weird. And, and that's and that's I, what doomed Shinsuke Nakamura as well. I, I, I had the highest hopes for him being the next sort of Undertaker-esque kind of figure. He could yeah. have the presence with, you know, but they let they stuck him in a, in a dark room and made him talk. And, and then Paul Heyman was like, he's, he's, uh, Paul Heyman was the one who kind of resurrected him for most of this year and was getting him some traction and trying to get him on TV. And then when Paul Heyman went, bye-bye Andrade, bye-bye Aleister Black, all of Paul's boys got dropped back down. Yep. Bye-bye Apollo. Apollo said he thought he had a good uh, rapport with Bruce Pritchard, but how's he been doing? Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. So Raw got, mm, to say murdered in the ratings might be a bit hyperbolic. They were they made 1.69 million, which is down two percent uh, overall, but it's up four percent. The 18 to 49 demo, well. but it's it's a 16 percent drop off from the beginning to the to the first to third hour. That's bad. That's, That's a really bad drop off. But it was yeah. against Monday Night Football. Two games, two games, two games. Big teams. Big, uh, big, big, big fandoms uh, of, right. of teams, right? Just Giants, Eagles, or was Giants eating? Uh, Giants and um, come on, Steelers, Nick. Steelers. Thank you, Giants, Steelers, Eagles, and Broncos. Just huge fandoms. They're, you weren't yeah. going to compete with that. But that being said, interesting because I, I wanted I wanted to say that you know because they they tried so hard. Raw in your face. Here's a cage match. Here's some title matches. But it felt ultimately like a regular Raw. They promoted the hell out of it. They promoted some big matches. Champions versus champions. Mickey James, the legend versus Asuka. The cage match between Seth and Dominic. But when you watched it, it felt just like a regular Raw. Yeah. Right? And the ratings, while I would say that they didn't crash, because this is the first time in the last, I mean, at least decade, that Raw has actually gained uh, uh, numbers in the in the eighteen to forty nine demo against Monday Night Football, first from from last week they gained four percent. That's never hasn't happened in decades. The Monday Night Football has done that with or Raw has done that against Monday Night Football. So that was good. 
they, they maintained from last week. That was good. They're still down 26% from where they were last year at this time. That wow. being said, the first NFL game last night, the Steelers and, and Giants down 18%, and Broncos and Eagles was down 28% well, from this time last didn't start until 10 o'clock on the East Coast, you know? My point is, is that WWE is down a lot, but they're not that much more down than everything else was. Yeah, it's a good point. And they actually had some some ratings in like mild, but you know some some good news in the ratings. The question is, was the in your face thing was that what kept them from being utterly crushed here, mm. um, or was it just like this is this is the new normal for WWE making under two million on Raw for a three hour show? Yeah, I mean, and how many of those things can you come up with? You're in the w- WWE Thunderdome and. You know, where, oh, it's in your face this week. Oh, what what's in my face? What, what yeah? What what uh, do you gonna give it? If you're gonna give it a tagline, make it mean something. Make it carry some weight. But it's it. in your face. It's exciting, Nick. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's supposed to make you say like, oh, it's gonna be something I have to watch because there's things that are gonna happen. It's marketing, advertising. Yeah. I mean, Raw is War back in the day worked because it was consistent and it was every week and it was you know. It was it was a it was a mantra of the show. But that's kind of my point, Nick. Is in your face doesn't say that they have to do anything different, right? We yeah. can do the exact same raw we normally do. Maybe we'll throw in a stipulation match, like a cage match, a couple of title matches, and we'll call it in your face and make it sound more exciting than it actually is. Yeah, literally the point. Chris said the attitude error is over. We'll never be as hyped as back then. No, we won't because. Uh, there's a, a lot. Has, a lot has I don't changed. want to go down that rabbit hole. That's a lot has a, changed. That's a that's a long discussion, <laughs> and we have we have to move here because we are all done with Monday Night Raw. Oops, I, do we have to? I got yep, a little catching on. up. Yep. Uh, yep. Hundred bits from Chris said, "I'm so confused by this. It doesn't help either guy." Um, I think you're talking about uh, Alistair Black, and K. Kevin and Alistair. Yeah, I, it helps I Kevin Owens a little bit, but not enough to really. Not when he basically no sells it and acts like he doesn't give a shit. That's kind of my point. Is you know you have to build up your opponent. To make yourself look better. Right. So it's, it, yeah, he's not helping other guys. Kyle with 100 bits said, uh, Raw, this entire summer has been scripted. Like, we'll figure it out later. Here's hoping Kevin goes to NXT in the draft. Tired of this constant holding pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as we, as much as in your face as it is, it just kind of treaded water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a butterfly hitting my face. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> So there you go, guys. There's Monday Night Raw. We got a lot of show left. Don't go anywhere because, oh, my God, it is time. <laughs> guys, it is it is time. The next month is going to be hyped AF. You are going to see Nick and Sir Ian Dangerous on excitement levels that you have not seen in a really long time because, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the G1 Climax 30. So we're going over. We're talking about New Japan. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, yes, the G1 brackets have been announced. We now know everyone who's going to be in the G1 this year. It starts next week. I haven't looked oh yet. Oh, my God. You no, intentionally told week. me not to look at the blocks. You're not to look. So don't look. Don't look. Continue I've to seen, not look. I've seen night one. And okay. I'm, all, I'm already... Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, circle the nipples. So I'm not I'm not looking in the note by the way. I'm just going to react to you going over it. Good, because I don't I don't want you to react. Uh so they announced the uh, the, the the participants of the G1, they also announced the schedule. Uh 
we're not going to do all of that right now. No. Because it's just, it's too damn much. It's too damn much to talk about right now, which is why we're saving it for our patrons in our bonus episode. We're going to do a whole G1 preview. We're going to run down all the nights, run down all the participants. Mm. It's going to be a bit of a primer. If you've never watched New Japan before, we're going to kind of give you an introduction to what's going on, who's who, why you should care. Um, so it, it'll hopefully be good for people who know New Japan and for people who don't. Yeah. So uh, so check out that. If you're not a patron yet, you can go and subscribe uh, and check out that bonus episode that's mm. coming this week. But we will talk about the brackets right here just so you know who's a part of the G1 because it is pretty exciting. And they got some people that I was hoping they were going to get and they had one major omission. But in A block, and now this is a round-robin tournament, meaning, meaning each one of these guys has to face each other at least once. Right. And the way it works is whoever has the most points at the end then goes and faces the winner of the other block, and that's the finals. Okay. If there is a tie, whoever won their, their match against each other in this is the winner. They win the tiebreaker. So if you're 7-7, seven and seven, but uh, guy A beat guy B in their singles match during the G1, guy A goes on to the finals. So in A block, you have Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, who, by the way, I, I think is signed with New Japan, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, right there, the number of interesting matchups that we know we're going to get. Feels a lot is, like A Block last year. It's just, it's monstrous. This yeah. is the block of people beating the shit out of each other. Ibushi Ishii. They're going to, they're, I don't know if you guys have watched, uh, like, do you remember what happened when these guys meet up? Ibushi and Ishii try to kill each other. Shingo Takagi whenever they're in a ring and together. Ishii. Takagi and Ishii. Uh, Okada and Ishii. Osprey and Ibushi. The last time Osprey and Ibushi fought, Ibushi left with a legit concussion. Suzuki and Takagi. They just had a war. Didn't he also tear up his ankle in that match with... Oh, no, that was Kenta. Yeah. Suzuki and Ishii. They've got a really long-standing feud. And then Jay White to face all these guys, including Okada and, and Ishii, Ibushi, Ishii. Oh, my God. A block is stacked. Stacked. And, and almost by process of elimination, I'm already putting B block together in my head. I can't wait to hear this. But the problem is B block, by comparison is good, but my god, A block is nuts. We said but that then, last year. I know, but then B block snuck up on us. In B block, we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson. Thank God he's back. Nice. Here, yeah, I know you're rooting for him because, you know, Tony Storm. Right. Uh, Hiroki Goto. Friends, you know. Hiroki Goto, Toru Yano, Yoshihashi, eh, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Evil. So you basically have the rest of Los Gobernables in B block, along with Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Goto, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's a pretty monstrous block, too. And there's lots of stories to be told there. All wow. of which we'll go over on our bonus episode. But I got to say this, Nick. That's a, they got a really good lineup. They're missing some guys I wish they could get in there, but it's, it's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> and the, you know, Considering where the, where the world is right now, thank God they got who they got. 
Um, I'm really excited to see the return of Will Ospreay in A Block, like new Hoss Will Ospreay, yoked out Will Ospreay. Ospreay. <laughs> we're finally get, we're going to see another round of Osprey versus Okada, which is such a great long-term feud, right? Before, like, Osprey just couldn't quite beat Okada, and Okada was like, yeah, come back when you're not a junior. And Osprey's going to come back and be like, how do you like me now? <laughs> what do you think of me now, Okada? <laughs> Lay down before me, prostrate yourself, and weep in fear. But where, oh where, is Hiromu Takahashi? That was going to be my next question. Because I think he was Here's a lot of people's Rome. picks, including he was one of my favorites because of the story now that Naito has the belts back. Uh, yeah. Where? Where did he go? Where is he? Where is he? Why isn't he in this? Is he legit injured again? They're really usually quiet about injuries. He might have an actual shoulder injury that he sustained in that match. Uh, is it because he's a junior? They don't seem to normally have a problem with juniors. Yujiro often works. He's, Yujiro just became the junior tag team champion. So that's not an excuse. Hiromu didn't have any trouble in the New Japan Cup. Yeah, you against could almost easily, all of these guys. <laughs> you could have subbed him in for Yujiro. You could have subbed him in for Yoshihashi. Right. Uh, well, you got to have somebody there to eat pins, and you know we, we all know that's why Yoshihashi's there. That's a really good point, and Jeff Cobb. I'm afraid, but yeah. uh, you know that is that is very true. But that being said, really exciting participants in the G1 this year. I'm looking forward to breaking this down with you on Thursday, Nick. Uh, for all of our patrons. And again, if you're not a patron, head on over, sign up, be one of the phenomenal ones, help us run this show, help me keep the lights on, help me buy some more ham sandwiches. Yes. Uh, and we'll be talking all about the G1 and breaking down those brackets and the month-long tournament that's going to be mm, so delicious as a way to keep us going from Clash of Champions all the way up to Hell in a Cell. So, Whew. yeah, good stuff over in New Japan. Absolutely. Uh, I abs- I just cannot wait to talk about that any anymore. I, we have to break that down on Thursday. I can't wait. I am absolutely stunned by that. <laughs> but we're not done with the show just yet, guys, because oh, no. we're bringing back the old haunt yet again. It oh, is God. time for the other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. And with beep. the new flair. Uh-oh. You're now on a clock, sir, Ian Dangerous. I it am? is time okay. for the Bumblebee. Okay. Take it away. Oh, God. Okay. So Jeff Hardy has signed a new WWE contract two months before his current contract was due to expire. He says that part of getting this new contract included using no more words. One of his old uh, theme songs, that's part of the deal, oh. but he will be waiting on using that theme song until the crowds are back. Nice. So stay tuned. No more words is coming back, and Jeff Hardy's going to be around for a while longer. Simone Johnson, daughter of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has been at the PC for a number of years now. And she's actually busted her knee a number of times. She's just about, she just went under her third knee surgery in the last, I think, year, year and a half. She's busted her knee a bunch of times, three times. She finally got her knees repaired again. Hopefully, this is the last time and her career can get underway. So, sending mm. the best to her. If you like The Mandalorian over there on, uh, on Disney, well, that season two's coming. And if you saw the trailer for it, you may have noticed someone hiding in the shadows at the beginning of it. Dressed a nice little Sithy-looking hood. Cloaked, That's someone cloaked Sasha figure. Banks. Cloaked figure, looking very mysterious. Looking very Sasha Banks apparently has a cameo, something more in The Mandalorian. She was part of the trailer. Who knows? But Sasha Banks is a part of The Mandalorian. Twitter went wild when that happened, as you can imagine. You can go check out that trailer online right now. Debuts on my birthday, too, by the way. Yay! Oh, it's a present for you. That's so Yay. sweet. I'll binge the whole thing in one sitting. 
So WWE has been exploring outdoor venues for when Thunderdome lease ends. Their Thunderdome is currently happening inside, but they looked over at AEW and went, damn, it really is better to have a live crowd. Yeah. And so they're now exploring other places to, to go outside after this lease ends, and they'll just scrap the whole Thunderdome, because why not? Nice experiment. Uh, John Alba down there in Florida is reporting that they're looking at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater to start. Then they may make some tours around the South uh, looking for open-air venues and maybe taking their show back on the road starting before the end of the year. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, Jeff Cobb has reportedly signed with New Japan. Uh, This is according to Wrestling Observer. Apparently, there's been no official statement from Jeff Cobb or New Japan, but it seems very likely given his uh, the fact that he says he wants to settle someplace very soon, and he's just been announced for the G1. So that's pretty much a done deal. Jeff Cobb to New Japan. Mm. Booker T says he felt like crap back in June, but he didn't know why. His test, his COVID test, had been lost by the CDC, but they finally got back to him. He'd done a blood test, and they said, oh, yeah, back in June, you totally had COVID. And Booker said, well, it's a good thing that I self-quarantined for my whole family during the time that I felt like crap, lost his taste, lost his smell, night sweats, all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah. Booker T is patient zero for the WWE (laughs) outbreaks. Given the other people that we know have got it, it might be Renee Young might have been patient zero because all people that were around her, AJ Styles and Kayla Braxton, now Booker T. So, uh, but yeah, a good thing. He says it's a really good thing that he, uh, he did quarantine himself because apparently he has some very susceptible people in his immediate family. So... Thank goodness it was just Booker and, and, and nothing worse happened. But he said that it, it shows how bad the testing is in the United States. That yeah. you know He didn't know for months after he had it. it was, oh, good to know. Thanks. Uh, Jack Evans over in AEW. You might be wondering what has been happening with him and Angelico. They've got no push. They haven't really been anywhere. Well, he explained that on Twitter, why they aren't being used uh, in AEW properly. It doesn't have anything to do with AEW not having any confidence with them. I'm actually, I know I'm, I'm on the, the, the bumblebee here, but I'm going to read this whole thing because it's really actually pretty fascinating. He said, I keep seeing stuff like this, and honestly, we haven't really had the chance. There's two hours to fill, and they don't want to have two to three minute matches just to stick more people on TV, so there's going to be some downtime as new people are rotated into angles. On top of this, there are little things the fans aren't privy to. For instance, my ring cardio was at such a low point, I have improved it 200% now, that in my match with Kenny, we had to cut a good five minutes out because I was done. Other little things... Mm. Uh, for instance, to the annoyance of Angelico, I have been pulling shit styles on everybody from in-ring character gear and all the way to if we need to do more or less cool moves as a heel team. He's basically trying to rejigger everything. Finally, on top of it all, and someone needs to formulate a way to teach us in wrestling schools, we straight suck at pitching angles. This is an email to the bookers. So, like, give me a mic and I'll talk some shit and then we fight and stuff. Which, when you have a booking crew that is already overloaded, they want something a bit more concrete than that. So there is much more that goes into who gets a push and who doesn't than people think. And when you have limited TV time and everyone wants it, you have to be sure that whoever you are giving that TV time slash push to, that they are ready to go on all cylinders. And up until recently, we haven't been. Or at least me. And Helico has been pulling his hair out, waiting. So an interesting look into the booking process of AEW and also... Why Angelico and Jack Evans haven't been on TV more? Yeah. Apparently, over there, it's a very different process to WWE, where you really do have to kind of take the reins and say, okay, I've got some stuff for myself, and then we'll try to work it in somewhere on TV, on Dark, on, on Dynamite, wherever. Yeah. So thought that was a really interesting look at that, and hopefully Jack and, and Angelico can figure something out. Maybe hire a writer buddy. Yeah. Hire a buddy who can write for you guys. Figure something out. Get yeah. on TV. You guys are both talented. Speaking of talent... Kylie Ray beat Tessa Blanchard. 
at the Warrior Wrestling event this last Saturday in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Kyler Ray is now the second ever female champ of that uh, of that promotion. This is this was Tessa's first match back since March, since her Impact departure and dropping the title over there. She was the Warrior uh, Wrestling champ until this event. They decided to put it on Kylie Ray. One wonders if there was ulterior motives. Mm. And then finally today on the Other News Lightning Round, Chance the Rapper, who I assume he's a celebrity, uh, big rapper, and Mick Foley, yeah, they got into a love fest on Twitter. Chance asked if it was too early to play Christmas music on Twitter, and Mick Foley replied to him saying, Hey, man. It's September, one of the burr months. September, November, December. So clearly, burr, burr, burr. So clearly it's not too early for Christmas songs. Chance replied to that, I just realized this was mankind. (laughs) Chance the rapper marking out on Twitter for us all to see. Mick then replied to that, yep, it's me. Hey, could play some some Christmas songs for me sometime. And Chance wrote back to him saying, you had the most heart out of anyone in WWF. I salute you, sir. Damn right. Damn right, Chance. You got some great taste in wrestling. And, Nick, that is the news. Well, thank you very much, sir. Ian Dangerous. Guys, stick around. We are going to be doing patron mailbag after this. But before we get out of here, we have to head over and do what we like to call our moment of positivity. Mop. That's right. It's the moment of positivity. I'm trying to do it like JB. <laughs> Moppity mop. No, no one can do it like no. JB, sir. She's her own. She's like one woman <laughs> mop factory. Uh, thank you, by the way, for JB to get JB again for sitting in for us. Definitely. Uh, but Nick, this is the moment of positivity. The moment where we talk about something that happened in the last week of wrestling that made us happy, that made us smile, that gave us that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And we want to share it with all of you guys so that we can leave the show on a high note, on an up note. Send you back out into this troubled world with a bit of a bit of joy in your life. So, Nick, what was your moment of positivity from this last week? Well, first of all, my hair is going crazy on me. Well, that's uh, because you let everything down. You let the guns I let it out. out. I let the, the hair it's down. a gun show tonight. The hair is down. It's, it's a party. A, oh, right? my God. I'm yeah, doing look at that show shit. With the Wild Man like of Borneo. Look at you. Good grief. It's like Hagrid. Uh, and what's the lead singer of Slayer's name? Tom Araya. Tom Araya, yeah. It's like they had some like weird, weird baby. Weird hippie love child. Yeah, yeah. that's kind yeah. of what I, what I'm going for here. Yeah. Uh, my moment of positivity, guys, in a in a personal light, if I can, uh, is the response that I've buff Hagrid. <laughs> Thank you, Esme, for the hundred bits for that comment. That maybe broke me up. I'm sorry. Uh, the response that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks uh, after we've made the announcements, and uh, I had a bit of a you know sort of personal episode. I'll leave it at that. And uh, there's been a lot of outreach and a lot. And thanks. So thank you. To all of you guys, it is um, the the changes are harsh. The changes are um, they were not easy, and but they were necessary for for a multitude of reasons. Uh, most of them unfortunate, but it has things are lightening up. We're making some changes. We're getting more efficient, and the response from the patrons and the listeners and the fans has been absolutely uplifting and and heartfelt. And thank you guys very much. That's my moment of positivity because uh, the, and this week this vacation kind of capped it off. And it was sort of the the reset that I needed, and and all of that stuff, and all of you guys sending me private messages and uh, and little notes and things like that. Thank you. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm and I'm glad they reached out to you too. I'm I'm glad you took your time and are feeling better and I'm back, re-energized, mm. ready for more. 
We got lots more coming. How about you, Surrey and Dangerous? What was your moment uh, of positivity this week? I mean, it's it has it has to be the walk down the ramp from the hurt businessman. Mm. Like Taking in my the head, jackets I was, off like boss. Oh, just dude, I, imagine that scene again. They come out, but instead of like the crowd noise and Michael Cole bleating in your ears, imagine Maynard Ferguson's Rocky theme. Oh. <laughs> And they're walking down the ramp like all, or the A team, or the A team theme. Either way, like as they're stalking down. That would be a little cheesy. Okay, it, it would be cheesy the other way, but it's badass. Yeah, it's it would, yeah, totally it badass. badass. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> I, I would pop. I would mark out hard. Or or, yeah, or just being like master of puppets. As they're, as, as, they're, as they're like start unbuckling the the ties, undoing the ties. Dun, 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 dun. Can I, anyway, can I sneak I one more non wrestling related one in the moment of positivity this week? Because yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys extra credit this you, week. You double down on your on your on your mop. We, well, you you were here of, for the last mop, so you that's that's true. I, I I get an extra one. You so, owe us a mop. One of my favorite sci-fi stories and books of all time is Dune. Oh, that Dune trailer. Oh, I'm I'm getting chill bumps right I, now. Me too. Thinking about how amazing that film mm. is going to be. What a mm-hmm. cast. What a director. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what he does with it. It looks incredible. That project is decades in the making. Yep. <laughs> it's and it couldn't have landed on a better cast uh, and a better film filmmaker and storyteller than didn't even. I, Lewis, I will so. still never forgive them for not letting Jodorowsky make Dune. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Let's let's and not if, if, open if that can of worms. About, yes. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If not, go watch the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune, and you will see true insanity. You like Star Wars? <laughs> he stole yeah. it all from Dune. Yeah, I I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% psyched for this. We're total oh. nerds, Nick. You and I, and Dune is definitely one of my my favorite nerd and things. And they put the trailer to this uh, remix of Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, oh my god! Oh, and the lyrics. If you go read yes. the lyrics, it's, it's the, the final They're song perfect. at the end Dark of, the moon, of yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. Oh my god! I it's could, so totally, perfect. I could quote the whole thing for you now, but I won't because I'm going to drive everyone insane and prove what an absolute and utter nerd i am if i do that but yes dune trailer super mop super mop that's my super mop yes for sure that was my extra credit one guys uh Man. don't go anywhere guys we are doing the that's patron not a mop mail- that's a zamboni right that, there. that is totally a zamboni we Good are doing boy. the patron mailbag immediately after this we're going to take a 10 minute break kind of like we normally do on saturdays we're just going to move that whole operation to tuesdays now after raw so that we can get things moved to friday here in a couple of weeks uh so yeah hang tight after we finish the show here we'll be right back after the outro give it a 10 minute break and uh, yeah. everybody hang tight for a little bit we'll be right back to answer your patron questions this week uh but yes definitely get into the discord we got the g1 starting later this weekend and all kinds of good stuff happening around there we've got clash of champions coming up we've got hell in a cell tables are chair survivor series Survivor Series 
where Jeremy Mud Smack will be defending his championship, his Ooh. BWO Patron Pickums Championship. You all should be getting your prize packs and your stickers too, by the way. Yes. Uh, just as a little side note. But thank you to everybody that uh, is a patron. Hang tight for the patron mailbag after this. Get into the Discord for all those good chats. Facebook group, like our page over there, at BWO Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. We'll be right back, guys. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Dave. Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com